1: Official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome in on the road, a players' championship only episode of The Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record, powered as always by the Almighty Sports Line. We are on the road here in Florida, just about 15 or 20 miles from TPC Sawgrass. And that's where the most lucrative tournament on the PGA Tour is going to be played starting tomorrow. Your boy will be on the main channel, play by play, a PGA Tour Live. So check us out for that. But right here, right now, we need best bets. We need DFS. So I've got two guys that I call them up and they show up. So first and foremost, live from Nashville, Tennessee, the penthouse level M squared. What's good, man?
2: Not much coach. Good morning. I missed you on the morning show today. Had a lot of fun watching you guys there. And then always good to share the screen with Rick. Uh, what I'm most looking forward to, and there he is. We hear Rick's name or his voice. Chief is obsessed with Rick. and he actually, He's already, he came out already. He was sleeping in bed. I was testing that to see, but he is obsessed with Rick.
1: Oh, Rick, what do you think about that? Chief's official mascot of the early edge. I mean, let's be real. I'm, I'm obsessed with
0: Chief. So this is quite a, a <laughs> great relationship that, that he and I have. But no, Coach, this is this is a biggie, obviously, with the Players' Championship. I'm absolutely stoked to get on here and chat all about it.
1: Yeah, there's already two big shows over on the First Cut YouTube channel. Go check that out there. The preview, the DFS, all that kind of. This is kind of an early edge, first cut coming together for one show only. So, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. And one of the big storylines this week that they've already talked to us about that could take the tournament late into Sunday, and that is the weather. That's because it's already raining here today. Tomorrow, thunderstorms likely. Friday, thunderstorms likely. Real quick, I'd love to hear from both of you. Rick, let's we'll start with you. How much of an issue? If we do have starts and stops during the tournament, do you think that's going to be?
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's likely, Coach, because uh, these guys can play through rain and they've been on a really good stretch of golf on the PGA Tour where they've had nearly perfect weather for a handful of months. That's seemingly going to come to an end this week. And it's one thing to have rain, but when you start talking about thunderstorms, you start talking about electricity in the air, that's when they have to pull these golfers off the course. There's going to be starting. There's going to be stopping. If you had a morning tee time, maybe you now have an afternoon tee time. We could see rounds uh, lengthen into the next day. It's really going to be be a challenge for these guys to not only be able to stay focused, but to deal with the changing conditions. Mm -hmm. And if we do get kind of soft fairways, soft greens, or if the PGA tour implements lift clean in place, it really does change the dynamic for this championship.
1: Yeah. Speaking of changing Mikey and thinking of things evolving, this has now become the biggest and it's not close financial tournament of the entire year, $3.6 million to the winner. How much do you think the fact that the top players have been playing great throughout the spring? Scotty Sheffield just won twice in like three or what three starts. This is, I think, the first time in a long time that all the top players are kind of at the top of their game. How does that affect your handicapping? Yeah, no, it definitely does. And uh, you mentioned the
2: predicting the delays. Uh, I think we can pretty confidently predict that we will see some delays this weekend. Now, I will say in terms of the delays, it's very difficult for some players, other players, not difficult at all. You mentioned the purse in this event. The bigger purse definitely makes it a little more tolerable when you're dealing with those kind of delays. For certain <laughs> yeah. players. So you have to keep that in mind as well. But I think the big story is going to be uh, preferred lies or not. Are, are we getting to play that or not? If we are, that changes the golf course that or the tournament significantly. Really helps a few players. Really elevates great players into just astronomically great players. And that's something that we have to look out for
1: here. Yeah, speaking of looking out, if you're a Sportsline member, you know you can always, before the big events, check out Mikey's article at Sportsline, like clockwork. You don't want to miss that. One of the perks of being a member. So here's what we're going to do on this show today. We're going to do a tournament matchup from everybody, a round one matchup, a finishing position prop, and then also a first round leader, kind of a, a VJM pick in golf because it's very very hard to predict Uh, and then also do a little dfs for you guys as well so let's jump right in and let's start with our tournament matchup that we like the most and rick i'm gonna let you go first what do you got for us
0: yeah thanks coach so i'm going with matt fitzpatrick plus 105 over shane lowry lowry i know is from ireland but when he finished the Honda classic in the rain it looked like he was going to melt if he got wet out there (laughs) it was kind of a really weird situation coming down the stretch and matt fitzpatrick's just been piling up top 10 finishes t6 at pebble beach t10 in phoenix t9 at the arnold palmer invitational and if you start going back the last 12 months you're going to see his name on the first page of the leaderboard when all of the best players in the world get together it doesn't matter if it's an easy course a hard course it doesn't matter if it's a strong field or a weak field matt fitzpatrick finds a way to get near the top of the leaderboard i think he does it again and i'll take him over shane lowry and for
1: some reason european players in the florida swing they love playing these golf courses they just really really do i love this pick now the next two guys that mikey has i actually like both guys this week so mikey explain yourself Yeah,
2: I like Daniel Berger a ton. Uh, What's not to like? We love some of the better ball strikers on tour, uh, especially at this setup. Two top 10 finishes in the last, and no missed cuts in his last five trips here. Cameron Smith, I'm a little bit worried that this doesn't profile super well for him. I I don't think he's good enough off the tee. I think there is trouble lurking that could lead to some big numbers at times during the weekend for him. So that's why I'm off there. Then the little layoff for him uh, had that missed cut at the Sony. 33rd at the Genesis Uh, just haven't then hasn't really played in what three weeks now since Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a pass on Cameron Smith this week I would love to see him prove me wrong I'd love to see him get in positions and and play well Uh, just I am a fan of the guy overall but I think this is a great spot for Daniel Berger to have a really strong weekend here
1: I hope that Cameron Smith at least plays well on day one which could project <laughs> what my round one matchup could potentially be, but I'm going to go with call more He's already a winner here at the players championship. His first few years on, on tour, he's just big game hunting all the time. Majors players. He's already knocked them all off his list and John Rom just isn't in form right now. And as hard as that is to say, it's true. And so you always have these matchups and you can get some really good numbers against John Rom, Like I had last week and I had, you know, Three different casters because he just didn't have a good week. And I think more of the same. This is not a good golf course for him. I don't think he's going to play that well this week. And we know that Colin Morikawa, you're going to give me plus 140. I'll take that against anybody for a tournament matchup over four days. All right, let's get into our round one matchups. And these are really popular plays, but it's only for the first 18 holes of the tournament. Rick, let's come back to you. Who do you like in your round one matchup?
0: Yeah, so I've got a three ball for you here. In round one, I'm embracing volatility. I've got JT Poston plus 210 (laughs) over Mark Leishman and Zach Johnson. And let's be real. The start of this season, which was back in the fall of 2021, Poston was completely out of whack. The game was lost. When he came back after the break in 2022, he's figured something out. He's gained strokes off the tee in every single event that he's played. It's turning into some top 30 results. And we know historically he can roll the rock He's one of the better putters on the pga tour so you put those two things together you play only 18 holes you get plus money on this against two guys i'm not particularly excited about and i think i've got a pretty good three ball here for the first round
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love all the negative thought processes to get you to a positive play at (laughs) plus 210 i love all of that all right Mikey, you're also coming strong with a three-way talk to me yeah, coming in with the
2: three ball here, and don't worry, I will have a round one late afternoon matchup on the early edge tomorrow for those of you that love those. We will have that, uh, but a three ball here. Will Zalatoris plus one twenty five over Harold Varner and Hoffman here. I just think this is a great spot for Will Zalatoris. Uh, like he's just so so good. Uh, I know that we're frustrated watching him try to putt, and that's really the only thing you remember about his game because that's what you see is him struggling to sink that putt. Uh, but I love this spot for him just absolutely incredible ball striker I think this is going to set up as a really great spot for him I don't like Barner at all at this event uh for me this is a head-to-head against Charlie Hoffman and you're giving me plus 125
1: so give me Will Zalatoris in this one all right I do need to make I made a mistake I said the player for Morikawa I meant the PGA Championship for Morikawa my apologies on misspeaking there uh all right Now, I mentioned I like Cameron Smith, Mikey, and I like him in a round one over Sam Burns. And the reason I like this is because historically Cameron Smith, when he goes deep, it's in the first couple of rounds, and then he stumbles on the weekend. And I think Sam Burns, after everybody got beat up a week ago, they're going to be coming in here with wounds, licking their wounds, and just taking a little while to get into it. And that's why I think Cameron Smith at minus 115 over Sam Burns But I don't like him for the tournament. Like I like Daniel Berger. So, Mikey, I love that play. I just like Cameron Smith for day number one. All right, let's move on to our third best bets of the show. And this is a finishing position prop. Could be any finishing position. Rick, what do you like?
0: I opted for the top 20 wager here with Taylor Gooch. And for that, it's plus 210. And let's be real Gooch was your fall MVP. He was <laughs> phenomenal at the end of 2021. He cashed a victory at the RSM Classic, and he's had basically one bad start the miscut at Riviera, dating back the last six months or so. When you start to talk about the players that profile well at TPC Sawgrass, you want ball strikers. And Taylor Gooch is a constant positive in strokes gained approach. We kind of allude. Alluded to it a little bit earlier. If this thing gets soggy, if the PGA Tour goes to preferred lies and these guys can pick their ball up in the fairway, clean it off, and put it down, that helps the better ball strikers. It helps guys like Taylor Gooch. I think he finds himself inside the top 20 this week.
1: I saw his interview, Rick, I think after Friday when he had his really good round at the Arnold Palmer. And I just liked his mentality. I liked what he said. I like his approach to the game. And a lot of people don't know Taylor Gooch yet, they just don't. But this dude is elite. He is elite. I love this play. I love this number. Now, the guy that Mikey has, he has proven, Mikey, that it doesn't matter where he plays, his game travels. His game travels
2: well. And, you know, Rick just mentioned two things. We love elite ball striking in this track here. We also... Love the idea of the preferred lies. If you're rostering someone or using someone like Victor Hovland, just like Taylor Gooch, that's going to be a massive edge for him in this spot. I think he's going to contend again this week, plus 450 for the top five. I think he's very, very live to go ahead and win the event, but I do love a top five here for Victor
0: Hovland.
1: Yeah, last weekend he was in position to win the API until Scotty Scheffler just stole it amid all the carnage on Sunday. Now, if there's one thing I've learned, because I've been with the PGA Tour for five years now, but the last year and a half working with these guys, I've learned a lot. And I've learned that Daniel Berger is elite, even though we never talk about him being elite. But his name is always in that seven or eight players when you show the graphic of players that did X, Y, and Z. At this tournament, you've got to have some sort of arrogance and cockiness and confidence to win. And Daniel Berger has all of that. So I'll take him in the top 10 plus 300 for me. All right, let's get into our first round leader. This is essentially one of the hardest things to do. But this is kind of like our VJM in football or our John Morant in our NBA shows. This is basically finding a needle in a haystack. Rick, who are you going with?
0: Yeah, I'm going to try to find that needle here, coach. I'm going to try to find it with Corey Connors. And when I look at first round leader, again, you're trying to invest in volatility. You're looking for a golfer who can gain five or six or maybe even seven shots to the field. And the way that most guys do that is by finding a hot putter Corey Connors is certainly going to need to do that but he is a, a great ball striker so he gives himself a, a decent floor already he's going to be one of the better players off the tee he's going to be one of the better players on approach we've talked time and time again about soft conditions and this turning into potentially a track man competition and Corey Connors can hit any number that you offer him it's just going to be a matter of if he can get that flat stick going he makes a couple of putts over 18 rounds he's much more likely to be your first round leader and at 45 to one it's quite the payday if can pull it off
1: yeah for those people who may not know Corey Connors is widely regarded as one of the top 10 or 15 iron players on the PGA tour now Mikey me and you are invested in Daniel Berger this week let's go talk to me again
2: Yeah, I'm invested in Daniel Berger, but I want to say this made me feel like football season. It's like the VJM first (laughs) touchdown. The order that it goes initially is whoever gets there first. Rick got there first because I absolutely (laughs) love Corey Connors for this first round leader bet uh, very high on Corey Connors this week as well. A lot of the same reasons we've talked about Daniel Berger, the entire show, elite ball striking. Similarly, if he's going to win the event, I don't envision it being in a scenario where he's chasing people down on the leaderboard late in the weekend. I envision it being having a really, really strong start in round one and kind of holding on personally. Uh, So I like Daniel Berger here. 3,300. Yeah, but I do
1: love Corey Connors. And to your point, you got Daniel Berger in. Before I could get Daniel Berger in, because I loved him. So I loved that pick. But I also love Brooks Kepka. I think that he has really shifted his game. Uh, I've always appreciated his arrogance. I really have. But it's the caring that I had an issue with. And it seems like now that he's healthy, that he can play a full schedule, you're starting to see those little answers again that you can tell when Brooks is getting his game back. And I think Brooks at plus 4,000, if he's going to make a statement, if he's going to win this week, he needs to have a great first round. I'll take him at plus 4,000. Jeweler, show your face. Who do you got, big boy?
3: Well, this is sort of like our VJM, so I'm going to pop in here and make a little pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Billy Boy, Billy Horschel, Billy Ho, 45 to 1. Uh, you look at his stats this season. He's second in round one scoring average on the PGA Tour. On top of that, he's a top 25 player whenever it comes to driving accuracy. So we go back to the weather report, ball in hand, give me an accurate driver. Uh, Billy has also been talking about wanting to win in the state of Florida, which sounds like a weird thing, but he's a Gator and also, a West Ham United fan, but we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, he wants to win in Florida. He mentioned on an interview last week he's had something like five generations of horseshoes in the state of Florida. So uh, let's have Billy to, you know, continue what he had. A, he's had a good run these past couple of tournaments. Billy Ho.
1: Yeah, he's not scared to go low either, Jeweler. He, he's a guy that he gets to five or six, he can get to seven or eight. And uh, I'm really going to dig into my prep this afternoon but depending on t times where the guys are playing I think that's really going to affect this particular bet on Thursday now before we get into a little DFS for you fantasy players I want to tell you this a little call to action for all of you you know we've been building the early edge since December of 2020 and we want to have a dominant March Madness so we want you to join our bracket group everybody's going to be playing M square maestro myself. Maybe we can talk Rick into joining as well, but the links are working. We're good. The winner will get a $100 paramount plus gift card. And you just never know what else we're going to give away over the course of the next three weeks. We're going to have a bunch of live shows at night. We're going to be looking at the brackets together. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So come join us and let us have the biggest March madness podcast bracket group of any of the shows. So then we can brag about it right here on the show like we always do. (laughs) All right, now let's get into our DFS plays. And this is where I take a seat on the side and I let the two geniuses work their magic. So, Mikey, I'm going to let you start this one. Talk to me a little uh, DFS play first, and then we'll do the fades.
2: All right. So the plays, uh, you know, if you haven't tuned in for the Daniel Berger show, it is going to continue
1: <laughs> here. Uh, the price point is
2: just too good on Daniel Berger for me at this point. Uh, and he doesn't carry a ton of the name value. I love tournaments like this when the the field is just absolutely loaded. It's not super prohibitive in terms of the pricing going to go get whoever you want. Daniel Berger, if you've been watching is clearly that guy for me this week. Uh, I love him to at least have a top 10 finish in this event. Uh, and then, for me, Sergio Garcia, uh, you know, on the initial ownership reports that I was running, I was expecting him to be higher owned than he was coming in. And, you know, we'll see what that looks like later tonight. But as of right now, I feel very comfortable using them. Uh, look, I'm not someone who uses a lot of course history, much like I don't use batter versus pitcher data in major league baseball, but the uh, course history is just absolutely absurd here. 18 consecutive made cuts, a win runner-up twice, three other top tens. Uh, he's just been absolutely incredible here. It's all going to come down to how, well, can he make a few putts for us? Uh, I think that he can. I think that he's going to contend here. Um, you know, you remember watching events uh, here at TPC Sargas. I believe the last time we played here in a millionaire maker like this, there was like four or five of the most popular golfers all ended up missing the cut. Mm -hmm. Um, I, if I'm going to miss the cut, I'd like to do it down here in the $7,400 range. Not at the top. Uh, I like, I like Sergio
1: Garcia quite a bit here. One of the great stories of all time. And I got this from as close to the horse's mouth as possible. So figure it out. Um, a few years ago, you all remember when tiger and Sergio played together, the day before, Tiger needed to make a 15-foot putt to play with Sergio the next day and famously said to Joey, go ahead and uh, clean that ball. i make sure it's nice and shiny when I pick it up out of the cup so I can play with Sergio tomorrow. He may or may not have called him Sergio. And he dropped that 15-foot putt just like Tiger always did. He got to play with him the next day. And you all remember there was that controversy with the yelling and all that. That's what I'm here for. And that's what we're here for. But that's that's an absolutely true story. It happened. It happened. All right. Rick, I don't have any Max Homer or Will's Out Taurus stories, but I love both players. Talk to me.
0: All right, I'll try to I'll try to tell you some good <laughs> stories here. So uh, Will Zalatoris, he's eighty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings. He is from the same mold of Justin Thomas who won this event last year. He is the elite iron player and the questionable putter. Mike talked about this earlier in the show. And there's also a, a bit of evidence since this event moved back from May to March that with the type of greens that we get in the March version of the event that some of these uh, poor putters are a bit negated. There's kind of a better path to success for them in March than there was in May based on the strain of grass and then additionally uh, he dominates the par fives or at least he has in the the four rounds that he's played at TPC Sawgrass which is another way to get yourself to the top of the leaderboard. The other guy here Max Homa 7500 bucks. We're seeing just a continued improvement for Max Homa over the course of The last three or four years, he just seems to get better every week, every month, every year, like clockwork. And what we're seeing right now is a confident golfer in the ball striking categories and a guy who can pop with the putter. You put those two things together and you have upside. I like upside when I'm trying to win a million bucks, coach. So I'm going with Zalatoris. and I'm going with Homer.
1: I feel like because Max is so good on social media that a lot of people don't take him seriously as a player, but he has elevated himself into routinely being on leaderboards. And winning on the PGA Tour. He can win on the PGA Tour. All right. Now, when there's a teeter, there has to be a totter. For every player, there has to be a fade. Who are we fading this week? Mikey, let's come to you.
2: We're going to go to Rory McIlroy at 10.8. And, you know, in past performances or past times, if you would listened to me talk, this might be a spot where you'd think I'd want to play him as the ownership starts to drop. The issue for me is I really didn't like some of his body language, some of the comments made after last week, uh, Mm -hmm. especially when you compound that with the fact that we know that we're going to have delays. We know we're going to have Difficult conditions, potentially controversial parts of the tournament here. I don't think that plays well into where Rory is right now personally. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and fade Rory here. The issue for me is ten thousand eight. You look at the pricing. I'd rather play Justin Thomas even at increased ownership at ten four. I'd much rather play Victor Hovland at ten one. Uh, if I was going to pl- pay ten eight, I think honestly I'd rather play a. Depressed John Rahm in terms of public perception on mm-hmm. John Rahm at this point. I'd rather go all the way up to John Rahm at 11 1. So, Rory McElroy is going to be that odd man out for me at the top. And I might be kicking myself if ownership drops super, super low by the time <laughs> the contest locks. But
1: as of right now, I'm off of Rory McElroy. All right. So, you've got McElroy. You have Horschel that you are fading. Rick, what are yeah, the two Sam players? Really Horschel. Yeah, yeah. I'll hit Horschel quickly. Um, oh, great. Okay.
2: Yeah. So at this point, 8,100, uh, it might look like an attractive price point, but the field is just so incredibly deep here. And I, I think he, you know, he's played well the last few weeks, frankly, playing above his head the last few weeks, especially in terms of the ball striking. It doesn't set up as a spot where I think that he's going to have a ton of success. Uh, I do think he'll be pressing a little hard as well after coming up so close last week. So at this spot, his ownership is certainly elevated. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty easy fade for me.
1: Right, very good. Uh, it's funny for those people who may not be familiar with the Players' Championship or TPC Sawgrass. This is a course that literally any style of player can win on. So, to Mike's point about being so deep, the deeper the field here, but they all come in. Lee Westwood finished second last year to Justin Thomas, two completely different kinds of players. All right, Rick, who are we fading for you this week, sir?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of big hitters here. We'll start with Dustin Johnson. It's a little bit enticing because this is actually the cheapest Dustin Johnson has been since the 2020 PGA championship. He finished runner up to Colin Murakawa that week, but I'm just seeing a lot of yellow flags, not red flags, but yellow flags for Dustin Johnson. The weapon in his bag, his driver has kind of lost that recently, and he was really propped up by a very strong flat stick, the putter for the vast majority of 2021, and now we're seeing that tail off a little bit he doesn't have the most pristine course history around TPC Sawgrass and if you're going to throw a dart in the $9,000 range there are other darts I'd rather <laughs> throw and then Tony Finau you know since his victory at the Northern Trust he's not been nearly the same player I think on paper this should be a better spot for him but he's not driving it as well he's more reliant on uh, his irons and his wedges and he has completely coached completely lost the putter and we know once you start missing putts it puts a lot lot of stress. It puts a lot of, um, issues on the rest of your game to kind of lift you up so that you're not facing those eight and 10 foot putts and 12 foot butts, putts for Bernie that don't seem to drop. So, uh, I think there with how deep this field is, as you guys mentioned, there are just better options than Dustin Johnson and Tony Fina.
1: and the beautiful part of this year. And Rick, I'm going to, I'm going to come to you because I want you to kind of educate people. Now that we have four feeds, all the players pretty much that we've talked about, we're going to see at least one shot from them, but tell them, tell people what the players does differently that every other tournament does not do.
0: Yeah, this is phenomenal. So the every shot live idea, this takes what the masters has done in the past, which was show you every shot, but basically three minutes later uh, to a completely different level where you're physically see able to see every shot live. And it's the, really the only time in our sport that we can kind of, catch the film coach, right? You go to football and you go back and you watch, Hey, what went wrong here? What went right here? This is the only time we get it in golf. And you're going to see if guys are hitting good shots that are getting unlucky. If they're hitting bad shots that are getting punished, you're going to be able to see if it's just a putter that is, you know, they're, they're lipping out and they're hitting good putts. They're just not dropping. This is our all 22 view mecca (laughs) of like
1: film this week. So very excited about it. And Mikey, you're our live bet guy when you've got four streams i'll be doing the mainstream that will be bouncing around all the different major groups Then we got marquee groups so all of these big names are going to show them how important is it to watch espn plus watch pga tour live if you want to live bet
2: yeah i mean you definitely should take advantage of it this week we've talked about the major edge that Some of the players might have playing preferred lies. You basically get some preferred lies in terms of viewing this week that you don't normally get. Definitely can help you on the live betting front. Uh, And I want to give some credit to Rick too. He always does such a great job on Twitter tweeting out like where pinhole locations are and everything. Do not underestimate some of that data when it comes to betting in round by round matchups. There are certain players that can find themselves in situations where they can really struggle you might pick up on watching them over the first round or two in there's some spots where they're very obviously not comfortable where again camera's not necessarily on them Mm -hmm. all the time but they are this week there are going to be some opportunities for sure yeah to mikey's point last
1: week we the taylor gooch uh interview i talked about he said hey we had a lot of pins out here today just today that we couldn't get within 20 or 30 feet of. so what do you do You play good putters on days like that. So you've got to watch to understand. All right. We've given you everything that we can do. Best bets, props, DFS. Follow my guys on social media. As Mikey just said, Rick is always giving out information, and it will be nonstop this week. Follow my guys on social media. All right? And uh, I can almost promise you that on our morning show, for the next four days, we'll have at least one pick every single day, probably multiple picks. All right. So there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. So live from 20 miles away from TPC Sawgrass Players Championship, we're on the eve. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these Players Championship tickets straight to the pay window. My entire crew, I love them all. Rick Run Good, Rick G, M Squared, I am the coach. Jeweler on the ones and the twos is our executive producer. We love doing this so much for you. Tell all your friends there's only one place to come for all your golfing needs. Well, two first cut and the early edge. Good luck. The chilling